all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hi. Good morning. Uh, this is a special bulletin. Este o bulletin especial. Espanol. You know, you ever thought about what's really been taught in the, the church? Special message to you Christians and uh, brothers and sisters and the body of Christ. You ever been confused in your years of being saved of what was being taught in the church? Now, be honest with yourself. Just just think about that. Has, have you ever been confused about, about what's been going on in the church or what's been taught in the church? Or are you in the right church? Think about that. Let's talk about that. And this special bulletin episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. Hi, my name is Joseph Brownlee. I'm your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Where I try to get information out there and good advice to the body of Christ and the unsaved on information that's going on within and around them. Whether it's social media, whether it's about the Bible, information, whether it's about life or anything that's pertaining to life and uh, events that's going on around you. Okay. God bless you. Before I start, I just want to let you know I'm in, a, I'm in an area where, you know, you're going to hear certain sounds and stuff like that. And the heater will be coming on once in a while. But in the future, I will have a quiet place and everything. I know I always say that, but I will have a quiet area in the future. God bless you all for putting up with my <laughs> uh, fanatical different areas of podcasting. But that's, ha- ha- that's the way it has been for me since I started podcasting. But let me start here. You ever, uh, are you in a church? And what I mean by church, uh, body of Christ, I'm talking about church building. And you hear, you hearing the preacher or the minister or evangelist speak and putting the word out there. Sometimes you're loving it, sometimes you're praising, and sometimes you know you get emotional. But after a while, sometimes you get down because you feel you're missing something. And sometimes you might look at your Bible and you might notice something that's different than what the pastor or minister or the evangelist or is saying, but you are scared to question it because... They gotta be right. They're called by God. They are the anointed ones. You know, they're called by God, you know. 
you know, so they got to be rightly dividing God's word, right, you know, because they, God has a special message for them that he doesn't have for me. You know, why is that? Hmm. The reason I'm bringing this up because sometimes I thank God first of all and uh, for his grace. I thank God for his amazing grace. And I didn't understand that amazing grace until, you know, I learned how and I was taught how to rightly divide God's word correctly. And, you know, and what God were God was really saying to me. <clears throat> Let me explain myself. I have been saved, and I know I've mentioned this before, but repetition is very important. I have been saved over 35 years now, but I'd like to tell people at least of those 35 years, at least I can say now three and a half or close to those uh, 35 years, I have learned how to rightly divide God's word uh, correctly. And it has blown my mind. It has it's, it has helped me a lot. And I'm going to tell you a short story. Uh, it has not always been like that through my 30, 35 years of being saved. You know, I have read the Bible. I have studied the Bible quite a bit. You know, different uh, different chapters and different subjects more than once. You know, I never read the Bible all the way through straight, but I, re I read uh, most of the chapters in, uh, in, the, in the Bible. And, you know, and I have some type of understanding on a lot of them. You know, I'm still learning some others, but I'm, you know, but I, I, I have an understanding and a lot of, the uh the ver the chapters and the verses or the stories his story history his story uh about the word of god i have i have that pretty much going you know even back then but did i did i i have to ask myself i have to i used to question myself am i missing something something is not right you know i'm in the church I was brought up in the Church of God in Christ, uh, you know, that was pastored by my granddad. And, uh, you know, we called him Grandpapa, you know. And, uh, you know, I wasn't saved then. I just grew up in a Church of God in Christ, as known as a Pentecostal church. And I was, uh, you know, the, the praising and the shouting and the speaking in tongues and the stuff like that, you know. And that's all I knew. Later on down the line, to make a long story short or a short story long, you know, I started visiting other churches, you know, independent churches, if you can call it that, or, you know, then I started getting into the charismatic movement, the word of faith movement with the Kenneth Hagans and uh, not so much Copeland. I wasn't into Copeland too much, but the Kenneth Hagan and, you know, his teachings and stuff like that, mainly Kenneth Hagan and, you know, I got into Charles Stanley and different teachers, which I still like some of the teachers of Charles Stanley. And I was mostly in the word of faith movement. And, but why at that, even in, even in all that so-called good faith teaching, I was, I still found myself searching, searching. I still found myself searching. 
And then I have to say, no, so why is I'm still searching something that's missing? Because I hear about this movement. I heard if you do this. I heard if you believe this way. I heard if you speak in tongues. I, I, I was brought up in a church that the evidence of uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues, you know, and everything. And I, and I believed it. You know, I believed in a miraculous healing. I believed in the signing wonders and all that was for today. I was an advocate for that. I mean, I preached it. I ministered it. I was good at it, man. I was good in it, man. You know, uh, some of that snake oil preaching that I call today, you know. But I didn't look at it as then. I get mad if somebody even questioned it question if a fundamentalist, a fundamentalist or some kind of dispensational type of teacher came back to me then, I would have looked at them like they was crazy. I would have looked at them like they was a cult because I was so much in the faith, signs, wonders, speaking in tongues, healing, word of faith movement. That was me. Back then, I would have been all into the Creflo Dollars, man. I would have been all into the TDJs, man. I would have been all into the Copelands and, the, and you know, the Joyce Myers, which I used to listen to Joyce Myers. I listened to all of them, you know, uh, the great teachers out there, the so-called great teachers, the Benny Hens. I went to his crusades before, you know, when I was in California, you know. And I and I grew up around all that. I probably gave this story before, but I just want to reiterate on it because I want to talk about something. And the reason I said all that to say this, I was tired, man. I was tired, man. Even when I done Bible, I used to teach the Bible. I teach the, I taught the Bible quite a bit in Mobile, Alabama. You know, I was a, I was a Bible teacher. You know, and uh, you had group sessions and everything because I always had a hunger for the Word of God. And I ran uh, homeless ministries. I was in charge of homeless ministries in San Diego, California. You know, I ran a homeless ministry. I mostly financed it myself. And then later on down the line, I had a few brothers and sisters in Christ help me out. But mainly, I was gung-ho, man. I was, you know, I, I financed that thing, and I went at it, man. You know, and then ministered the word of God, you know, and I just fed these people because I had a passion for the homeless people, you know. So I was I was a minister of that. I was a deacon in my church, you know, I was a deacon in church and everything. So I, I've been there, I've done that, I've done the church thing. Let me say that again. I've done the church thing. I lived and died the church thing, the Christendom. I, I done that denominational thing. And all of it was not bad, man, but it was based on feelings, man. You, If you didn't keep that feeling going, you would get depressed, man. I get depressed, so I had to keep up with that emotions. I had to keep up with that feeling that a lot of churches are going through today. Churches, as even in the body of Christ, are going through today in denominational churches, you know. It's, it's, it's something, uh, you know, and... uh. But, you know, it took a toll on my psyche. It took a toll on my psyche, you know, all the uh, denominational teachings and the religiosity, and uh, if that's a word, (laughs) 
and uh, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to believe this way, you got to speak in tongues, you got to be water baptized, you have to pay your tithes, you pay, people was even, ministers even start talking about double tithing and stuff like that, you got a blessing, man, I was into all this stuff, and it had me, man, in type of psychosis, man, that I got paranoid if I didn't pay my tithes, man, I felt I was doing God wrong, I felt I wasn't going to get blessed or nothing like that because I was missing my tithes, I couldn't pay my bills, I struggled with my bills, but I knew I had to pay my tithes, but there's times I missed it, and I used to go to church nervous, man, when they, when they start, uh, Passing the bowl around for offerings and stuff like that. Y'all know about that bowl offering, bucket or whatever they had, you know. Uh, you know, about when tithes came up and everything like that, I got nervous because I didn't have my tithe money, man. I, I, I was like paranoid almost. I didn't have my tithe money, man, because all the preaching about paying tithes and stuff like that, you know, you know, had me in fear. So denominational, denominational, teaching and religions and stuff like that, you know, uh, holiness and Pentecostal churches had me in a rain, man. I'm just being honest and I'm not putting down the Pentecostals or charismatics or anything like that, man. But I tell you, you had me in a ringer, man. And, uh, and if you part of that movement that I call that movement, you probably can relate to what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, this is what I want to say, and I'm going to say a few more things, and I'm going to end it, you know, because I know I said this is a special bulletin. This is a special bulletin. It's a bulletin because I want to I wanna talk about you don't have to be caught up in that mess. There's a way to get out of that charismatic, Pentecostal, traditional, belief because I have and I am a prime example that you can you know if you met me over 10 years ago compared to today you will see two type of Joes two type of way I believed but I was on fire for both of them the difference was I was fed false doctrine and I was reading a bible the way I was told I should read it let me say that again. You, I'm sure some of you can relate if you're honest. This is an honest bulletin. This is an honest, honest special message for the believers. You're probably caught up in that. Uh, you're on fire and then you're dry. That's normal in Christianity. You're on fire and then you are dry. If you are a true believer of the body of Christ, if you are a true Christian, you can understand what I'm talking about. You know. If you're in a denominational church, no matter what, long as it's a if it has a tradition and and it has a creed, because a lot of church got a, a faith statement of what they believe in. It's a very important that you important that you understand and know your faith statement. Mostly every denomination has a faith statement, and they have a creed of what they believe in, and many believers. It's posted, but many believers uh, that goes to denominational churches, remember I'm talking to believers, many believers that go to denominational churches don't know their creed and don't even know their faith statement, let alone that they that their church has a faith statement. 
A faith statement is just telling you what their denominational teaching believe in. Some is based on certain things they pulled out of the Bible, which is true. They pulled out of the Bible and they added with their belief of what that interpretation of their belief of the Bible is saying. So they make it as a creed or they make it as a faith uh, statement. You know, Catholic might call it catechisms or something like that, you know, whatever. You know, they, they give it a fancy name. It's their statement of what their denominational building church believes in. Not so much based on the Bible. Some of the things they get, they add to their faith statement is from the Bible. Don't get me wrong, because it's true. But they just mix it with the flesh. They mix it with man-made things, and it becomes a denominational because they believe a certain thing out of the Bible or a certain chapter or a certain book out of the Bible, and they're, they're grabbing it, and they're putting it in their creed or their faith, faith statement, something like that, you know. All of them mostly got a faith statement. If you just go to a certain denomination, just ask, what is your faith statement? Or you just look up on Google what certain churches believe in or what certain denominations believe in, their faith statement is going to show up. Okay, I don't know if you knew that, but that's free of charge. <laughs> yes, a lot of churches has a faith statement. But uh, I, I was brought up in a Pentecostal. I was brought up in a holiness. All of them got the same kind of taste and flavor, the Pentecostal. The Pente There's so many different type of Pentecostals now. It's just ridiculous. Just as much as it's, uh, uh, so many different types of Baptists. I think Baptists probably uh, one of the biggest Protestant you know, churches out there is Baptist churches. There's so many different denominational Baptist churches. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, the same as Pentecostals, a different type of Pentecostals, the same as apostolic. It's different type of apostolic. But all of them are still denominational churches, and all of them still preach close to the same, or they have a different twist in their faith statement. In their faith statement, okay? Did you know that church? If you go into a denominational church and you, what you are listening to. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each. You'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. I'm not saying you all, but what you all, some of you are listening to and what you believe is mostly based on on the church you go to go to is based on their faith statement is based on what they believe or they're telling you what you should believe now now some of them not doing it purposely some of them just grew up that way themselves that's what they was taught but you got a lot of snake oil people out there that's trying to deceive you to believe what they believe but it's up to you to know that you know they have a certain faith statement you understand what i'm saying but anyway my story was man i was I was into that big time man, and you know 
but I didn't know I was mostly believing in what I was told to believe more than what God's Bible was telling me to believe. Let me say that again. I was believing more what my minister and what my pastor told me to believe and my denominational, you know, crowd told me to believe more than what the Bible was saying. Now, listen to this. Even though I seen so much contradiction from God's word and what they were saying. You have a, you have a, you have a, you have a problems with that now, church. You see a lot of contradiction of what your pastor or what your pastor's family denominational teachers are telling you or feeding you that contradicts what the Bible says. And then you have to make a choice. Who is right? <laughs> Who is right? What they're teaching you or what the Bible is saying? If you read the Bible. Now, if you don't read the Bible, you just caught up in whatever your minister and, and your pastor is telling you. You, 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 in a, you in limbo. If you don't read the Bible yourself, what I mean read, I really mean study. Let the Holy Spirit teach you what his word is saying. If you're not really studying the Bible yourself, you might read for certain verses or chapters because you was told to or you was coerced to read certain scriptures and said that was the true what God's word was really saying. But if you don't study by yourself and read the Bible by yourself, you're going to be called, you're going to be stuck in limbo. Now, what I mean by that, you go home and you read that Bible yourself, not because the pastor said, I want you to read it this week, and I'm not knocking these pastors. If a pastor tells you, you know, this is your study for this week, like, like I think it was Church of God in Christ, had a YPWW, uh, the acronym, which means Young People Willing Workers. I grew up a YPWW. You know, we had little pamphlets and books that was taken out and everything. We was told to study and indeed these stories of the Bible and something like that. And a lot of had the Word of God in it and everything, but it had a lot of man-made interpretations. You understand what I'm saying? They kind of contradict the Word of God. And even though I seen that back then, I didn't know no better. I just believe. Only thing I had in my head is what my teachers and my pastor taught me and I went through that so I was more of a Pentecostal holiness type person because not because the Bible taught me this way it's because man taught me this way you understand why I'm trying to go with this okay say so you probably say Joe what is your point this is my point even today I get so frustrated when I hear a lot of wild off the wall teaching I'm not talking about sincere teaching you know I know the difference and I find myself I get so frustrated when I hear false doctrine say so who are you to compare false doctrine it ain't me comparing to false doctrine I just lay I line it up what the bible says not what I say I think I grew up out of that. I, I'm just lining up what the Bible, what the word of God is saying compared to what certain ministers and pastors and teachers and evangelists or whoever says, okay, mom, dad, sister, brother, whatever, you know, I have learned to listen more than agree. I have learned more to listen than to just listen and agree with what somebody says. I'm, I, I'm more of an observer now. You know, sometimes I could be too over analytical, but I'm more of observer now. And I got to work over my being over analytical when I hear people talk. But I have learned to listen at people sometimes and what they are saying. You know, because we can say some things with our mouth, but we don't mean it with our heart. 
It's not in the heart. We've just been taught to say it that way. We have a style. We have a format. We have a way we are, we approach. We have uh, a way, a, a certain way we orate things. You know, a lot of us are like that. What we caught up in religiosity in a religious way, you know. Uh, because religious don't mean you're a Christian. And sometimes you could be a Christian and still be religious. So it goes both ways, you know, because it's the denominational, you know, way that you was brought up. I kind of think about this. Just imagine, I'm going to get back what I was talking Just imagine if you just, like in the old, you know, like in the old days, back in the time past when the Apostle Paul and a lot of prophets, when they read their scrolls and different things like that, or they was prophesying through the Holy Spirit, they didn't, you know, they didn't have no denomination no, or nobody really around them to influence them but God. You have thought about that but God. So when God talked through the prophets because they didn't have a the Bible then, you know, the, uh, you know the, the scrolls and stuff was all translated later. Moses writes the different things. It took time. So a lot of their messages was only by what the Holy Spirit was talking through these certain prophets. So they didn't have time to be religious. Now you have some movies, you know, good movies. I like some of them. You know, I, you know, some of these epic movies, they call them Bible movies. They make them seem like they walking on a cloud and, and thousands and, and winces and thousands. You know, they did not talk like that. That's that's an old English. And we got to remember, they talked that language in Hebrew. You know, or Latin or Greek or whatever like that. They didn't talk it in English. English is just a translation in the King James Version. So don't think they was talking like that. The prophets were saying, for thou says and Winston thus is and thou's. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't, it wasn't like that. I'm sorry. You understand what I'm saying? Now that's fine. <laughs> baby friend little baby have to laugh at that because it's true sometimes i believe we get caught up believe they really talk like that they really talk the old english letter language back in back in time past but they did not they talk whatever language they had whether it's hebrew in the old hebrew language whether it was latin and greek and laid on down the lines and you know those were the languages was translated it was used back in the bible days so arabic you know language it wasn't english Old English, okay. Okay, I know I'm getting off track, but what I am saying is the prophets back then did not have time, you know, have time to f be religious. They didn't know how to be religious. They just obeyed what God said. Now, I'm not saying it was perfect, you know, but, you know, I have, you have no idea how they acted, but I doubt if they was just walking around with their hands up, saying, oh, da, 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 whatever like that without being r real. So, you know, you had your religious people back then, and you had your prophets. You had your seers, and you had your false teachers, but even back then in time past, the Old Testament and stuff like that, and then you had your your prophets. But my point is, we can get caught up and a circle of being religious. And that's why, I mean, we all have, a lot of us have a style where we approach people. You know, you could talk to some people and everything like that, man. They have, they, they are so wordy, man. They, you know, you talk, you talk to them about rightly dividing, man. They know everything. They know about rightly dividing. They know about 
everything, man. You, you really can't tell them nothing, man. And then you get the famous preachers, you know. They don't teach, man. They sound like this brother here. And the Lord said, Jericho, and the wall's coming down there. And I grew up in that. I'm telling you, I grew up in that Pentecostal. I grew up in that man of spitting in the slob and in the and the andala, and I'm moonjana and I'm lashala kamunzalaka and all this stuff. I grew up in that man. You know, I'm just being real. And you probably have too. You know, and a lot of them just don't know no better. You know, it's it's a religion. It's a style. It's a format. It's a pitch. You know, and I I grew up in that type of you know that type of you know, put out that type of, you know, denominational, you know, church. You know, some of you probably grew up in a Baptist. They didn't believe in tongues. They believe, they don't believe, and they got to write about tongues. A lot of, you know, the old Baptists, you know, the Southern Baptists, they got to write about tongues, about they understood that tongues was just a certain language to go out to the, the Jews and the different, na uh, different nations. They understood the true meaning of tongues, okay? And, you know, signs and miracles and stuff like that. The Pentecostals, you know, they got taught back, you know, uh, different teachers from back past, whether it was Smith Wigglesworth, where, you know, the Zuzu meetings, you know, you know, different things like that. A, a pardon, you know, they got called Oledo down the line with the, uh, with the Catherine Coolmans and, you know, the Pentecostal charismatic type of movie. So it was man-made. A lot of this was man-made and not God-made. Let me say that again, man made and not God made. And really, I'm going this way here on Body Christ Real Talk because I'm just trying to get a picture. I'm trying to let you see a picture that, man, I, I, I got burnt out of that, man. I still get, I'm very short today when it comes to this type of pitching and this type of snake oil teaching, man, because it's messing up a lot of my brothers and sisters in Christ like it used to do me. And I and believe me, when you learn how to rightly divide the God rightly divide God's word. Let me say that again. When you learn how to rightly divide God's word. Not wrongly divide like this know it all here. Man, rightly dividing, you got to have an institution, man. You have to grind and have a formulation without any kind of consultation, man. You dig into the regulation and then... Mm, yeah, you know it all. Salutation, man. You can't tell me nothing about rightly mm, You ever ran into right. anybody like that, huh? You ever? I'm the world, bruh. I am the world, bruh. You can't tell me about rightly dividing. That's a word. That, that guy knows a word. You know, he's throwing words out there that are not making sense, you know, but, you know, at least they rhyme. You ever ran into somebody that rhymes, you know? You know, they, 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 everything is based on how good and what words they use, they rhyme. Man, that stuff give me a headache now, man. That stuff give me a headache now, man, you know. But what I want you to get out of this message is the importance of learning how to read God's word, the importance of reading God's word literally, taking God's word, what God's word is saying, believing what God's word, not so much man, what man is saying. Wow, mysterious. Be careful. That's my sign right there that watch out for the snake or teaching. Watch out for all those things that I just got through talking about, you know. Dun, dun. I mean, hey, be careful. Body of Christ.
This is Joseph Brownlee with some straight out real talk. Time for some real talk. Tiempo para una conversación real. Espanol. Okay? For my Spanish listeners. I want you to get out of this. Learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Learn how to read the Bible yourself. Learn how to study to show thyself approved like Paul told Timothy. A workman that need not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. There was a re- it's more to that scripture. I know I use that scripture a lot, but you you read first all first uh Timothy and all second Timothy. Then you'll get a picture why Paul told Timothy that because of a lot of the false doctrine, a lot of the old law was coming and the people was right wrongly dividing God's word. They was mixing up the old testament. They was mixing up the law with grace. You can see that when you read first and second Timothy that it was confusion. Just like it is today. The church is very confused. Not all of them, but the church is very confused. They're everywhere with God's word. People are being deceived. People don't understand how to be saved. They think they do. That's why you got the different lordship salvations. You got the different Calvinist salvation teaching. You got the Catholic teaching. You got the uh, all type of ways that people say to be saved. Find out what the Bible says how to be saved. Okay, find out. And this dispensational teaching through the Apostle Paul. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Find out what the Bible has to say. You might have people going to disagree be, disagree with me, and, and it's, it's okay. As long as you got some scripture, you know, as long as you know where you're at, because I, if I'm going to talk to you and you're going to debate me, and I don't like to debate, I will listen to you. And you, if you show me some scriptures and some verses, about salvation or how to be saved, what you need to do. And I see those scriptures. This is important. This is, this, this is the power of knowing dispensationally, rightly dividing God's word when somebody is not teaching a right doctrine. That don't mean they're false prophets. That just means they're a little confused on the doctrines. You can find that out and peg that easily just by letting the person talk and let them quote certain scriptures because God's word is going to speak up for himself. God's word is going to interpret himself. And if you're really listening and not getting caught up in your prayer and your denominational traditional thinking and your ego and let God word, you know, correct God, not correct, but let God's word interpret God's word, you'll know somebody was, is off track just by listening back, listening to the verses they quote or the books they're going to, to try to make their case, if you understand what I'm saying. It takes time. It takes patience, you know, but that's what you have to do to learn to be a listener. You'll learn a lot, okay? Watch out for the snake oil. Watch out for the false teaching. Watch out for denominationalism. I'm not saying they're evil. I'm not saying all of them is evil, but a lot of them has been deceived. I used to be one of them. God bless. Learn how to rightly divide God's word. I'm still learning today. Sometimes you're going to feel like you are alone because a lot of people are not going to agree with you because they never heard that type of teaching before, even though it's in the Bible. 
They don't know nothing about the fellowship of the mystery. They don't know about preaching Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel, and preaching Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. You probably never heard that, but it's in the teachings of Paul. It's in the Bible. There's more than one gospel of salvation. You need to find it out. There's more than one way to be saved, and they're all not the same. Jesus' earthly ministry and Jesus' heavenly ministry are not the same. Okay? Learn how to read the Bible. We must. It's very important. We're going to be held accountable, church, at the judgment seat of Christ. Not because of losing our salvation, but we will be held accountable of what we teach and what we do with our bodies and what we do here on the earth with sound doctrine. Okay? This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk, Special Bulletin, Time for Real Talk. Tiempo para una conversación real. For my Spanish listeners, God bless you all. I hope you got something out of this. Keep this in mind. Keep this in your head so it can get in your heart. I love you all. God bless you all. I'm going to leave you with my famous little baby. I love this laughter. God bless you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. Adios. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.